five, four, three, two, one. We're live. Hey, future Broncos. Welcome back to another episode of Bronco Scoop. Bronco Scoop is supported by Capital Pomona's Office of Student Success, Equity, and Innovation with funding from the Department of Education Hispanic Serving Institute Grant Project Communities. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Andrew Bodal, a first-year civil engineer major here at Capital Pomona and a student assistant of Project Communities in the Office of Student Success. Thank you for joining us today for this new episode of Season 5. On today's episode, I'll be giving you the scoop on financial aid and scholarships. Financial aid is a stressful process, and we understand your worries that you may have. That's why we have a special guest here today to help some of the questions you may have. Thank you so much for joining us today. Can you please introduce yourself and your role at Cal Poly Pomona? Hey, what's up, Andrew? My name is David Jimenez. I'm a financial aid counselor for the Office of Financial Aid and Scholarship. To start the episode off today, can you explain the types of financial aid available to the students at Cal Poly Pomona? So basically, on our website, there's different types of financial aid. Most of our students are undergrad students, so we'll just go over the undergraduate students. You just go to our website, and then under undergrad, where it's here highlighted in red. And then you pick either like current students, for instance, and then you go to aid awards. Basically, you would show, they will show you all the different types of financial aid available for students. A lot of students think that financial aid is just free money, but it's not. It's federal work study, loans, fee waivers, things like that. So all these different types of financial aids are listed here. And then once you click on the box, it expands. So basically you'll be able to read different types of aid are available for your situation and then what their criteria are. So if you qualify, don't qualify, and then what the deadlines are for each one. That's actually my first time ever seeing that. Like I remember when I did my financial aid, I, I did it through the website. I didn't even know Cal Poly Pomona has a list like this. That's amazing. Yeah. So once you do the FAFSA, it's like a one-stop shop for everything. So you, all you do is a FAFSA and then depending on the, your situation, then we're allowed to give you these different things if you qualify for them. What communications should students expect from financial aid? So we send out communications all through the year. So it's very, very, very important that you stay connected. So basically you monitor your to-do list, you pay attention to your school email. So because of security purposes, Andrew, we do not send any communication to your Yahoo account, your Gmail account, Hotmail, once you start school. The reason is important information on there. So we send it just to your CPP email. We'll send you an email whenever your financial aid changes. If you have items on your to-do list, we will send you an email. So basically like after you submit your FAFSA, like during right now, we're actually collecting documents right now for the next academic year starting in the fall, August 24th. And right now we are sending out communication to students basically saying, hey, you have items on your to-do list to prepare you for that aid for fall. So basically what you need to do is just monitor your to-do list and we will send you an email regarding that. We also send emails like at the end of every term. So we do something called satisfactory academic progress to make sure that you are able to keep getting financial aid. So at the end of every term, we tell you if you're meeting satisfactory academic progress and you're still eligible for aid, mm -hmm. or if you're not meeting SAP for short, um, and what items you have to do to appeal that. Mm -hmm. So throughout the school year, we will always send you communications basically on reminding students to apply for FAFSA, renew their FAFSA, renew their DREAM Act application, re renew scholarships. 
Mm-hmm. So throughout the school year, we basically are shooting out communications uh, to students to stay connected. Yeah, most definitely. And I'm glad that you emphasized, especially the email part. But I think financial aid was definitely rough for me. I didn't even, I had no idea that all communication was going through your Cal Poly email. At first, I thought it was personal. So there was a time period I was getting no communication. And I think a lot of the students get confused on that. And it's very important to emphasize that once I figured out that I had to get all my communication through the email and I started lining up everything, I actually didn't even know that you had to accept the financial aid. So that's another thing that is very, very important. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Emails actually are really user friendly where they have hyperlinks. So basically, you it will say on there like, hey, you need to go to your forms portal and then that would be a clickable item. And you yeah. click on it and it takes you right there. It's true. I got the email, I think it was like a week before the deadline was to accept the, the <laughs> awards. And it was like, oh, you haven't accepted the awards yet. And I was like, what? And then I clicked on it. And luckily, I was able to get my financial aid for this academic year. Thank you. Yeah, we'll send that. you reminders. We send students reminders. And yeah, it's, it's just very important. And you know, you bring up a good thing. When you're a high school senior, most students put their school email. So it would be like at lausd.edu or something you know yes. but uh, a lot of students don't know that those emails expire especially yeah. if you're like in high school and you, you won't have access to that anymore so basically that's why we just transition you right to cal poly email mm-hmm. and then just leave it like that the high school emails actually expire way before that i remember mine was already done like a couple weeks before my last day of school it was crazy <laughs> yeah they boot you off yeah really fast what are some common mistakes that students make when applying for financial aid All right. So basically, these are the most frequent errors that we get when they do financial aid. So when they're filling out the application, they do it for the wrong year. Mm -hmm. So right now we are currently in spring 2023. So if you are a financial aid recipient, you are doing the 2022-2023 application. Summer is part of that same year. For next fall, we would be going off the 23-24 application, which would be Mm -hmm. fall, spring, and summer. So a lot of students, especially transfer students, when you're a transfer student, you kind of get mixed up, you know, because you're right coming in right in the middle of the year and they will call us and say, hey, David, I haven't got an award package yet. And then when I look at through the stuff, it's because they haven't done the correct year. So mm-hmm. they have an aid application on there, but basically they did the wrong one. Very important with this, too, is that the deadline that you meet the deadline of March 2nd every year. So a lot of students think that they just do it once and they don't have to renew it every single year or they basically you know, just get caught up in school, you know, with all the pressures of school, they just, you know, forget about the March 2nd deadline. So you're always trying to do everything before the next upcoming year. Mm -hmm. Um, You're kind of being like proactive with scholarships. You're being proactive with your FAFSA, um, basically. So you're getting this out of the way now for next year. Another thing that is a common error is that they're using a name that is not matching our school record. Let's say your name is Jonathan. And then on the aid application, you put John because that's your preferred name. If that happens, it's not matching our school records. Or if you have two last names, a lot of students have like Mendoza Luna as Mm -hmm. as two last names. So basically, if you're not using your name exactly, it's not going to connect with our school. The last thing is a legal name. So basically, it's they're using something like we, we mentioned before, like Jonathan to John, things like that. Basically, because you're using a preferred name and not your legal name, it will get rejected from the Department of Education saying that that name doesn't match their record. So these are common mistakes that we get a lot. And it's not hard to correct. We'll help you correct them, um, except for missing the deadline. We missed the deadline. There's nothing we can do to help you out with that.
When I was doing my application, I was very, very confused. You know, some students have very diverse situations when it comes to their financial situation and stuff. So for me, for example, I had a tax confusion because my mom doesn't work. She gets social security. So she does have to do taxes, but it's like, it's different from like, if you have a job. So I remember when I did the application, it got sent back to me and it was like, oh, like you didn't put any tax information. And then I, on the form, there's like different sections for different tax situations. Right. And you guys were able to direct me to the right one. So I feel like, you know, when students are in confusion, they should just contact you guys and the information you guys give is really, really beneficial. Yeah, you know, use your resources as a student. You know, you're you're paying to come here, right? You're pay, you're paying to be a student at our school. So use mm-hmm. your resources. You know, just like you're paying for the gym pass, and you don't use your gym. It's something like that, right? Well, financial mm-hmm. aid is way more than the gym. So basically, um, use your resources. We offer workshops for FAFSA and Dream Act applications throughout the um, from October first to March second. Um, make sure you take advantage of all the resources you have on campus, not just our office, but, you know, just in general. Uh, Is there any tips that you can provide to make sure that students' financial aid package gets fully processed? My number one tip is don't miss a deadline. Unfortunately, we might be in the same situation. Let's say, you know, we're, we're both around the same household size. Our parents make about the same amount of money. Everything could be the same. And if you miss a deadline and I didn't, I could possibly get more aid than you. So basically, we do have deadlines throughout the academic year. So it's very, very important that you're pay attention to, you know, going back to staying connected with your emails, asking us questions, swing by. We are open now, you know, Monday through Friday from eight to five. So swing by our office. Some students just come in and they just say, hey, I just want to make sure everything's cool for next year. And we just it takes us two, three minutes just to make sure. And sometimes we catch things and we'll say, hey, you know what? You actually have documents that are pending. And they complete them right there and then. It is money at the end of the day, you know, and a lot of students won't be able to come to school without the assistance of financial aid. So right now we are in the cycle of document requests from March to May. Our document deadline is May 5th. So on May 5th, basically that is your priority deadline. So there is certain type of aid that we have a small budget for. So we're going to get those students that money first. Now, if we have extra, then we'll start going past the deadline point. Satisfactory academic progress. So basically, we talked about that. We're going to notify students in June after your grades post in May for spring. A lot of students don't know this either, but in June, once we do receive your grades from your instructors and the registrations office, then we actually award you for the upcoming year. Uh, Right now, we are awarding students that are first-time freshmen, right, because they don't have any grades Mm -hmm. to post, you know, at our university. But once you are a student, you won't get notified until June after your grades post. So check your campus email regularly and pay attention to document deadlines and to-do list items. Yeah, that's an amazing tip. And to piggyback on that, I feel like communication works right well with it. Like for me, I actually did the whole process on my own. I feel like everything's self-explanatory. There's plenty of how-to-do videos and plenty of resources online to where you can do it on your own. And even though I was able to do it, and I know many of the students could probably do it on their own, I feel like taking advantage of the resources and just coming to check and make sure that things is all right, it just makes things way more smoother, honestly, you know, because there's no worries at that point. It does, and we're here to help you. Are there any scholarships available specifically for students at Cal Poly Pomona? Yeah, that's a great question. So basically, we have our own scholarship portal. Basically, if you scan that QR code, it would take you right to our website. Um, scholarships for next year closed on March 2nd. So basically, think of filling out your aid application, be the 
FAFSA or the DREAM Act application is exactly the same dates of our scholarship fest. You have five months to do as much possible to get yourself ready for next year. Our scholarships that we will award in June are for students that are completed scholarship fest during this last five months. We do offer system-wide scholarships too. Those are more competitive though, because those are for all 23 CSUs. Those awards are a little harder to get because now you're battling against, you know, Cal State Fullerton students, Cal State LA students, San Diego State students, you know, all these different CSUs are trying to get those scholarships. But we have over 300 applications just for Cal Poly Pomona students. And if you're at a different CSU, you can access those. Andrew, it's a pretty sad sometimes when I'm part of the scholarship committee and mm -hmm. students don't even apply for some. So basically they're out there. They're pretty easy. You just need to take the time, especially during like winter break. A lot of students don't take advantage of the winter session. You have a whole month basically to apply for scholarships during that time. Yeah. And I, I remember in high school, my counselor was getting on me on that, like, no one applies for scholarships and like I didn't know and then I remember in high school I applied for like just a couple I actually got all of them surprisingly and I was like really surprised and then when everyone's telling me about same same deal with college is that most students you know they either get like discouraged or you know whatever the case is depending on the student but I feel like you should just try no matter what and that's what I did over the winter break just like you said I had a lot of free time most of the time and I, some people do stuff over winter break and then there's like a little section where you don't really do anything and I feel like right. You know, you could just sit there. I I was there for a couple of hours and I was able to get through at least 10 to 20. And who knows that, how many I might get. Yeah, totally. Yeah, best of luck to you. Thank you. Thank you. And you already answered the question, where do students apply for scholarships? But is there any specific criteria for them? Yeah, so I have this short video that we're going to watch. It's about a minute or so. Um, I'm going to pop it open and then we can watch this video really quick. And awesome. it's basically how the portal works. Let's be honest, applying for scholarships has never been easy. It's intimidating, time-consuming, and downright hard. Thankfully, the Bronco Scholarship Portal makes the process so much easier. The BSP is your one-stop shop for applying to Cal Poly Pomona scholarships. After logging in with your CPP credentials and completing the general scholarship application, you'll instantly gain access to several recommended opportunities. Make sure to check out the other opportunities listed under ours as well which may require additional materials like a letter of recommendation or a short essay. Everything you need is here in one place at the Bronco Scholarship Portal. So what's really cool about this Bronco Scholarship Portal is something that I didn't have when I was a student. Um, so basically before you used to read a scholarship, be like, uh, maybe, and then read another whole scholarship, do that over and over again. The way the Bronco Scholarship Portal is set up now is that you fill out a general application, which is pretty awesome. It asks you, Andrew, like, what's your GPA? What's your major? Are you a first year or, or first generation college student? What's your grade level? Are you a junior? Are you a senior? Are you a freshman? So basically, depending on what you put on there, it filters the ones that you shouldn't qualify for. And it filters the ones that you should qualify for. So, to, so be as honest as possible with the system because the system is going to put you to the best case scenario. So depending on your major, so let's say I was a communications major, I'm a junior, my GPA is a 3.2, I'm a first generation. So it filter all the things that I put and then like that, you're not wasting your time doing other scholarships for engineering students or students that maybe have a higher GPA or things like that. So you're really not wasting your time. 
and you're concentrating on the ones you do have to do. And some of those are pretty cool because they ask you the same questions. So basically you're doing one scholarship and then kind of copying and pasting for the other scholarships because some of them are pretty general stuff. Like what is, you know, what's your career goals? What kind of volunteer work have you done, right? There's only one way to answer it. It's, it's the same mm -hmm. thing on all the scholarships, right? So basically on things like that, you basically are copying and pasting, like you said, and doing about 10 to 15 scholarships in no time because you already filtered the ones that you shouldn't waste your time on. And, and then the ones that do require maybe a short essay or a letter of recommendation, things like that, you already have done your homework on that stuff. Yeah, of course. I didn't even know though that the portal purposely takes the general statement and it generates all the scholarships for you. I thought that statement and all the requirements to apply was just like for them to know about you, but I, that even makes it even better and faster and a smoother transition knowing that all those scholarships that you can apply for that show to you are within your uh, regimen, like, you know, like what you can apply for. Right, right, totally. And you do your general scholarship, you mm -hmm. automatically get submitted to some of those general scholarships. So mm -hmm. we're submitting your application to general scholarships that don't require any more supplemental things like the letter of recommendation or essay questions, just by doing the general application, you already submitted some scholarships that you don't even know of. Hopefully it gives you more opportunities. What are some resources available to help students find and apply for scholarships? On our, everything's on our website. So once you go to our website, if you scan this QR code, it will take you to our, our scholarships. But, you know, we have Cal Poly Pomona scholarships. Remember, we mentioned the CSU system-wide scholarships and then even some outside scholarship opportunities. So basically, all, they need, all you need to do as a student is just go to our financial aid website, click on scholarships. This will drop down. And then just depending on what scholarships you're trying to do, 90% of our students just do the Cal Poly Pomona scholarships. But there, uh, there are other informations there. And there's a scholarship FAQ too. And some of that stuff will get answered with deadlines, uh, things like that. Can students receive both need-based financial aid and merit-based scholarships? Yeah, so great question. So basically on one of the screens here, not all scholarships, so that's a common myth is that basically, well, I don't have a lot of financial need. I don't qualify for free money. So why should I waste my time on scholarships? Mm -hmm. So a lot of our scholarships have nothing to do with financial need. They're based on education and career objectives, scholastic achievements, some are financial need, involvement in school and community service, active affiliation with groups or, or clubs on organizations, and then special qualifications, especially let's say you're like a first time freshman on campus, right? A lot of students believe that just because they haven't joined any clubs or organizations at Cal Poly, we're not going to grant them a scholarship, but they can list things on, even in their high school. We know that basically, you know, maybe in high school, they were in, more involved in like ASB or AVID or any of these clubs or um, organizations that they can mention. So it's not even just mentioning stuff on campus, but their previous stuff too, and especially in the community. Well, based on that, do you, do you feel like outside scholarships impact the student's financial aid package? Not really, because basically everybody can get as much financial aid as their budget allows. It's called the cost of attendance budget. The cost of attendance budget allows us how much money we can fill up with the different types of aid. So remember on the first screen that we we're looking at all the different types of aid, that being loans and grants and scholarships and all this stuff, as long as you still have room in your budget, we are allowed to bring scholarships in 
Some of the scholarships even don't have anything to do with the budget. So even if you're at your budget already and you get an additional scholarship, sometimes we are able to even add that on there and go above your budget. So in the podcast, what some advice can you give to students who are concerned about paying for college? I would say come and speak to a counselor. So I'm a financial aid counselor, but we have a lot of staff that are willing to help you out. There's so many here. I'll go to my last screen here. There's so many ways to connect with us. We are on campus. We are, there's a Billy chatbot that basically pops up as soon as you enter our financial aid webpage, basically, and it asks you, do you need help with anything? You can put on there, when is FAFSA due? And it'll give you the date. We, you'll say, when's the document deadline? It would give you the date. And if the chatbot can't figure out what your answer is, if you basically are, if you're on one of these hours, there's a live representative there ready to help you out. Also, you can make a one-on-one -on -one appointment with a financial aid counselor, or you can just visit us during drop-in hours. So there's a lot of opportunities to come and basically speak to someone. Certain situations where we can make an adjustment in your financial aid that students don't even know about, and basically you can possibly even qualify for more aid. So just by having a conversation with someone, I could think of maybe one or two situations where basically I'm like, hey, you didn't take advantage of this. And then I can possibly even grant you more awards or make an adjustment in case something, um, a special circumstance happened in your life. Like if you like lost employment or your parent lost employment or things like that, we can make adjustments with an appeal. So come and speak to someone. Uh, don't think you're on your own here. We are really here to help you to meet your educational goals. And most of those educational goals require money. We are here to help you out. To make an appointment, you can stop by. That's one of the things that we try to do a lot in financial aid is build relationships with our students. Most of my students that I help out, I help out on a yearly basis. Because you kind of like, you know, when you're like, when you meet someone, you're like, you know what, that guy really helped me out or that girl really helped me out a lot. I'm going to keep going back to them, mm -hmm. right? So basically, you we try to build relationships with our students and our campus resources. So even though I might not know the answer to some of your, maybe your admissions questions, I have pals over there that I can direct you to there without you going over there and trying to get help on your own. So please come to financial aid. We're here to help you. And then if we don't know the answers, we'll find someone that does. Yeah, it's great. I, I think it's amazing to emphasize on that. There's many mentors and many people there to help all the students. And I feel like sometimes this, these, this process can be very stressful and overwhelming for a lot of students and finding the right mentor will uh, grant you the most success because even in my situation I was able to do the whole financial aid process and I'm pretty sure there are students out there that could do it on their own you know I, I think right. it's straightforward like I said earlier there's a lot of how-to-do videos online but sometimes you can get a little bit worried and overthink things coming and uh, getting as much help as possible is probably the best way to achieve it yeah and you know it, it, Andrew in one of the things with financial aid it's, it's always changing so even though you might have an older sibling that already went through college and, and they're like, oh, I got you, Andrew. Let, let, let I got your application. Let me do this for mm -hmm. you. There's so many updates every single year that it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a blessing that you have someone that's looking out for you, like an older sibling or an uncle or an aunt or a parent even. But come to financial aid and make sure that you guys are doing it right. Because one little mistake can make a big difference. And we wouldn't want that. Yeah. And, and remember, you know, we were all college students at one point, right? So we know exactly where you're at. You know, we know about the pressures that, you know, taking classes and all that stuff. You know, we're here to help you out.
Awesome. Well, thank you very much, David. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed getting the scoop on financial aid and scholarships at Cal Poly Pomona. Subscribe to our channel to never miss the scoop and follow our Instagram at cpp.broncoscoop. If you have any questions or want me to talk about anything CPP related, email us at caminos at cpp.edu. Tune in for more.